Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is New Year's Eve, Matt. Yes, it is, Will. Will, happy New Year's Eve to you and yours and our listeners as well. (laughs) Happy end of the decade. Fantastic decade of MSU sports. Happy end of the decade. We are barreling towards 2020, which you remember um, maybe like 2008, 2009, you'd see... Maybe in 2010, you'd see like, oh, so-and-so schedules home-and-home football game for 2021, and you're like, that isn't even a real year. This is making me really sad. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, and there was so many like, oh, Clemson's going to play Oklahoma, or Miami's going to play Michigan State in 2020, and I'm like, that's not even a real year. I I could be dead by then twice over, but nope, here I I am. I will be dead. (laughs) I will be dead by then. The entire world. (laughs) Yes. But here we are. Nope. Here we are. Bravely about to step into the 2020s. It's like the la- like the 2010s mm-hmm. were the last decade that felt like it actually made sense and was real. 2020s. Up, up until Come the on. last few years, yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Sure. You're like, yeah, 2014, that's a real year. Mm-hmm. 2027, that's not a that's not a real that's year. That's a space year. That's a space year. It yes. doesn't even make sense. No. Can't that, even comprehend that, it. Yeah, that is a space year. Um, so we're uh, we're almost there. With that said, with, with that crisis uh, in your head now, uh, happy <laughs> happiest of, of New Year's. Yeah, happiest of, of New Year's. Hope you're celebrating it. Got plans for tonight to do it safely, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be off tomorrow. No show on New Year's Day, but we're going to record tomorrow night mm-hmm. uh, after. We'll see about football and the Rose Bowl and um, not the the Sugar Bowl. Um, after that, we'll settle in and record and, and do some basketball talk for sure because Michigan State uh, gets to play Illinois. Uh, that'll be fun. So In theory, no show. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I'm a little worried about that. No show Wednesday, two shows Thursday and Friday to get you ready for Illinois and Michigan basketball games. And if there's any other sort of football news to get to, we'll certainly do that. But today's show, oh, excuse me, almost just, it's like I got punched in the stomach there mid-word. Those are the worst, yeah. Um, Today's show, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about uh, Josiah Scott. He is... No longer playing football for the Michigan State University Spartans. He's going to the NFL. We'll talk a little bit about that, about the specific decision and sort of what it means on a broader scale. Mm-hmm. And then segment two, we'll start talking uh, about Michigan State basketball against a little bit against Western Michigan. Uh, we you know, saw this team without Cassius Winston. There's some things to talk about there for sure. So that's what we'll do. And then depending on time, Matt's going to leave. Um, so segment three, I might just continue to do that by myself, but we'll see. We'll see how uh, this thing goes. I guess. Sound good? I mean, that's yeah. That pretty much all. Like all, all the other episodes. When I we stop do, right? talking, Matt, you start talking. Oh no! Will you just cut out? Oh no! Are you there? Oh. <laughs> oh no! We got spotty. You... Oh no! Oh no! The condos Can Wi-Fi is spotty. Me? Hey, Will, it's you. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Good. Um. Sorry that was that. Yeah, yeah, you're you just cut out there. At a very inopportune anyway. time. Anyway. <laughs> we are extra D-rate Let's, production uh, to, to, to tonight for everyone. Yeah, we are absolutely crushing. Let's talk about Josiah Scott. Okay, so on a scale of Wait, 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 wait. 
This is the Locked On Spartans podcast. My name's Will Hunter. That's Matt Sheehan. Oh, I thought you were just talking. Us. Okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah. No, I, no, no. You're good. I totally forgot to do all this. I didn't know we were recording a so, podcast. I, I thought we were just catching up. I'm sorry, Will. <laughs> There's all these semantics, and I've been doing really well with it and yeah. just botched it there. Um, yeah. yeah rate, review, subscribe. Yada, yada, yada. Josiah mm-hmm. Scott, go ahead, Matt. So on a scale of one to, let's call it 10. Let's just be boring. On a scale of one to 10. How shocked are you at the news? I mean, that, let's just start with a boring, very easy question, but yet an important question. Is it an important question? Mm, talkable <laughs> question, I guess. I don't know. A, a, a hot button question. How about that? Okay. A hot button question. Yeah, um, scale one to ten. I'll ten play ten being floored. Ten being you, you suffered a heart attack right on the spot. One being... Uh, I don't know. It was Jaron Jackson leaving uh, after his freshman year. You know? <laughs> um, you know what? Boring as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you know what? I'll say a four. I was going to say five. Okay. Yeah. But a little bit on the less surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been a little bit more surprising had he stayed. And I think the biggest indicator um, of this, the biggest thing like into his mindset is what happened with the Red Box Bowl last year where he just had no interest in redshirting, kind of made it clear, like, okay, Josiah Scott, who is certainly an NFL prospect, is looking to get to the NFL as soon as he can, which is, if you're an NFL prospect uh, of any sort of stature, and I imagine you got a decent feedback from the NFL. We can talk a little bit about his prospects. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're someone who's doing this to get to the NFL, you go as soon as you can go. You don't play for free any longer than you have to if that's what you're there for. And I think that Red Box Bowl decision uh, showed that you know he is someone who views himself as at Michigan State to get better to prepare himself for his professional career in the NFL. So I wasn't totally surprised, um, but I thought there was a slight, you know, there was a chance that he could come back given that he's been a little bit in and out and he could have certainly helped his draft stock by coming back and having a really good senior year. But obviously he, he sought feedback and got a good enough response that he felt like it was worth going. And that last point you brought up is kind of why I was at like a six or a seven on the surprise scale, just because, yeah, I thought he definitely could have benefited from one more year of raising draft stock. But yeah, at the end of the day, hey, I mean, if, if you're graded at like, what do you think? Maybe around three at best, five, six at the worst. Three or four, I would think. Right. Um, I'm not locked in, but and here's the, Josiah Scott's five foot ten, 170 pounds. That's tough to coach. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> tough to, to improve in your next year. Yeah. He's he's uh, profiles as a slot corner at the next level. Not so you're going to stick outside, um, but he does a lot of things really really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he got you know feedback that said, yeah, you're probably a third to fifth round guy. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised surprised by that, and I think that would obviously be enough to entice him to go to the NFL. Getting paid for playing football is getting paid for playing football. So, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah. I mean, can you really knock a kid for leaving? It, even though maybe, yeah, one more year could have maybe helped, it's going to be pretty tough to knock him for that decision, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, hey, and just like what you were saying, he made that decision at the Red Box Bowl last year to not even worry about the eligibility, so... Yeah, this is clearly on his mind, and uh, am I going to fault a kid for having the NFL on his mind? No, I'm not. So, yeah, good luck to him. Yeah. However, who oh boy, that makes things interesting for MSU next year. <laughs> Selfishly, yeah. I hate this move. So, yeah. 
you will uh, never catch me knocking someone for deciding to turn pro. No, ever. I get it, but am I bummed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the the green and white in me? Boy, howdy. Yeah, you bet I am. <laughs> so. Does this, in the immediate future, th- make things hairier? You bet. Um, yeah, buddy. I did say, though, and I think it's important to note this, that it's just my my opinion, and I think, I don't know, I guess you certainly can disagree with it, but I think it's pretty well-founded. Mm-hmm. Um the majority of the time and in the long term, especially the long term, players leaving your program early, football players leaving early, basketball too, mm-hmm. is generally a good thing for your program. Like it is it, when you have people who year over year are leaving early, um, going to the NFL or the NBA, getting drafted and being good players. Like Le'Veon Bell leaving early ended up being good for Michigan State. Because he is a superstar in the NFL that they can put up on the wall when recruits come into town. Like, it's just that sort of, and it's it's a systemic thing. It's like a cycle. It's not a one-off, like, yes, certainly Josiah Scott leaving is bad for the team next year. But it's good for the Michigan State football brand to have another defensive back get drafted in the NFL draft. He's another name you can notch up on the wall and be like, hey, come here, ball out for a few years. And you go onto the NFL, look at all these names, and he's just another name you can add to that. So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I, I agree with that in theory for the most part, but I mean, and we've beaten this horse into the ground, but recruiting just hasn't been great. So yeah, like you get the you know the Kenny Wilkinses of the world, the Darquez Denards, Trey Waynes, and yeah, like they did get a good D back in Xavier Henderson. Uh, Josiah Scott obviously panned out very well, high above uh, his three star rating then he came into college with but i don't know like it just doesn't seem like we really make a splash like yeah Le'Veon bell well, it's not even he, he got in and yeah we got lj scott but since then like uh, okay i mean it's well it's and it's beyond i think i think the the benefits of this kind of stuff can extend beyond specific eras like having kirk cousins be a spartan is gonna pay dividends down the road um, you know, in, in five years when you have a quarterback like Brian Lewerke came to Michigan State because in a, a large part because of Kirk Cousins. Um, and so that stuff kind of extends. You sort of you gotta build that and Michigan State is known now for being able to produce quarterbacks and running backs and, and defensive backs because of all the people that come through here. So uh, and I will say they've everywhere else has not been great, but defensive backs they do a pretty good job of bringing in some highly recruited kids uh, at the safety and cornerback spot. But that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So but, hey, yeah. Sh- best of luck to the kid. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Obviously, uh, can't coach him to be taller, bigger. So yeah, if you're gonna go, now's the time to go. I mean. Just why, yeah. why not go go get paid? If, <laughs> if if I'm in Josiah Scott's shoes, I'm having that moment. Why not go get paid right now? So, yeah. If uh, if Josiah Scott was a business major and had a chance to make a boatload of money after his junior season at college without getting a degree, he'd be an idiot to not do it. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah. But in the, in the short term, it's going to be very interesting and concerning. I think we might see Julian Barnett move to the defensive side of the ball next year. It's a, I think that's a very real possibility. It's going to have to be. Yeah. And that's yeah. fine. And you're going to yeah. need you're going to need some guys to make big step ups. Shakur Brown going to have to be way better. Kalon Gerben yep. is going to have to take a huge step. 
Yep. Maybe a freshman hits, you know, an Angelo Gross type who is rocketed from a low three-star now is a four-star recruit at cornerback was the runner-up to or the runner-up for Ohio, Mr. Ohio football was like the defensive player of the year in Ohio high school football, someone like that. Yeah. Maybe you can catch lightning in a bottle and you're like, just like Josiah Scott, really. He walked onto campus and was a starter off the jump. And you're like, oh, great. This is fine. Right. Um, so you need something like that now. And that just isn't great when you're losing uh, a crap ton of people on that side of the ball as is. Yes. God, why are these podcasts yeah. so sad? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's a good thing. Another Spartan is going to the NFL. There we go. That's the, the spin zone we like. There it is, Will. Michigan State's going to have a, a decent amount of guys drafted this year. Yeah, no, that's exciting. Yeah, four or five guys. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, um, yeah it'll be fun. Um, let's pause here for a sec. We'll come back and talk some hoops. Uh, I am going to light into the world over Foster Lawyer. All right, Matt. Okay, Will. (laughs) The segment ran long, so we're going to do one more segment here with you. Do you want to be here when I go nuts about Foster Lawyer? Sure. Oh, my God, of course I do. Do you want me to save that? Yeah, no, I'll I'll be here, but I got one question for you. Should I act like I never had that take that the Foster Lawyer experiment was over, or how how should I handle this? Should I act like I knew (laughs) that that this would all work out in the end? And uh, that, yeah, I was a tried-and-true Foster Lawyer supporter, and savant of success. <laughs> uh, I'm, okay, well, that, that's that's it actually was, no joke. All jokes aside, yeah. that's actually what what I am. Yes, yes, I know you are. The moment things go wrong, and you all know this if you follow Matt on Twitter, the moment things go wrong, Matt immediately first move mm-hmm. is to go to the reverse jinx machine and just fire up. Well, we're done. Yeah, but. That time for the Foster thing, I actually believed at that time. <laughs> that 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 was my downfall there. Yeah, sorry about that, Foster lawyer. You owe me one clean punch in the face uh, next time uh, <laughs> we see each other. If you're listening to this podcast, so feel free to return that whenever you want. Yes. All right. So I have I have some things that I want to say. Go on. It is um, absolutely baffling to me that Michigan State fans who two weeks ago were absolutely desperate for anything that remotely came close to looking like competent shooting from three point. Like (laughs) they would have, they would have punched a baby. Mm -hmm. They would have sacrificed a goat. They would have done unspeakable things for a consistent and competent and lethal three-point shooter to be on their team. Yes. And now, two weeks later, mm-hmm. one has emerged. Babies have been kicked. Goats have been sacrificed. Yes. W- one has seemingly emerged, and those same fans are doing every single thing they can, looking in every little crevice of the world to find any reason to tear it down and not believe it. <laughs> like... Their prayers were answered, and God was like, "Here's your answer." Like I don't know how I don't know if God works that way, but you know, the praying no, for that, that's what he sounds shooter. like too. Yeah, oh, yeah, the voice down too. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> I'm told that's how it works. Yeah, um, yeah. So like, please, God, we need a three point shooter, and like, God's like, "Here he is," and you're like, "No, <laughs> he's only five foot ten. <laughs> no, <laughs> he 
can't defend on the ball at a Big Ten level. No. People just want a new foot for Langford and Joey Hauser to be reinstated <laughs> uh, two months in, <laughs> into the season. That, that's what they want, Will. That's what I they know. want. These <laughs> ridiculous pipe dreams. Yeah, he could come back. Langford's going to come back. Like, no, we all knew in August he was done for the year. Wait, no, he's seen a foot specialist in New York. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. He's going to one of the leading orthopedic surgeons in the country. They don't do surgery they just give you a pat on the rear and say get back yeah, out they're there. flying him out to new york for a guy to tell him oh no actually your foot your foot's good the x-rays have been wrong the last 14 months of your life uh anyway anyway it's, it just it blows my mind any excuse anything they could find he didn't score against virginia tech <laughs> anything it, it, it i know i know floors me here's Here's Foster Lawyers just like, and how many minutes they even play against Virginia Tech? Ten. Ugh. Ten. How yeah. dare he? Um, here's Foster Lawyers um, stats for the season, not mm-hmm. just the last few games. Um, he has an offensive rating of 150.8. Okay. So if you don't know how offensive rating works, the not national really. leader will be about 120. Zion Williamson was 129 last year, and he broke the charts. Mm. Okay, his effective field goal percentage is seventy. Uh, the national leader will the national leader who's not a, a big man who just literally dunks the ball because they tend to lead the category in that. Uh, like the leading guard will be right around there. Mm-hmm. His true shooting percentage seventy five point eight. That factors in free throws as well as two point and three point shooting. Um, seventy five point eight, which is again would be a national leader if he qualified. He has scored 57 points on 30 field goal attempts, Matt. Those are numbers. Those are unsustainable, but absolutely <laughs> bonkers insane. Uh, who's to say they're not sustainable? I don't know. I, come on <laughs> like, now. Don't, don't write him off just yet. <laughs> he's shooting 60% on threes. That, that will help your team's three-point shooting woes. That, that will help. Certainly will. 60%, and he's not going to shoot that all year. He's, it's at its highest point right now because he just went four for four. It's going to come down, but there's no reason Foster Lawyer cannot shoot around 45% from three this year. There's just not. He's capable. I, I, I mean, yeah. Now, am I part of the crowd that wants to see him do it against a Big Ten team on a somewhat barely consistent basis? Sure, yeah. Like, this has been awesome. Don't get me wrong. The last two weeks have been fantastic. However, you also got to look at the teams, and I think that's what's scaring off people, kind of myself included, to a point of like, okay, well, can this actually be a thing? Like, can this actually be sustainable and reliable? Like, is this an option that we actually have? Or is this just like a little thing where we have basically four scrimmages and he kind of just had his moments in those. So that scored is seven points in three minutes on the road at Northwestern, who I know is not a good team, but that's a big 10 team. I know, but I, I, I think that's why fans, you know, and, <laughs> know. and to a point like myself included are just a little like, okay, is this actually real? Like I, I, I want to believe it's... so bad, but is it actually going to happen? So I think we'll find that out in the next month here. So hang on tight. I, I mean, you know, I will. So you're, you're, you're doing it. The, the moment mm-hmm. you say anything remotely positive about foster lawyer, mm-hmm. It's just, well... I know. Well, I, I, no, I, I, well, I kind of am part of that crowd, yeah. I know. 
And it's like, and I, I, I don't want to be though. Like I, I'm just, but I'm being honest with myself. It's like, yeah, the, the last two weeks have been a fever dream. It's been great. I'm not saying he's gonna be amazing, right? I, I'm I, yeah, not he, saying he's, he's not gonna be Bryn Forbes or anything. But, eh, or, like, or or maybe he will. But that's that's yeah. the other thing. Do you guys remember Bryn Forbes' first year at Michigan State? Apparently not. Yeah, I'm gonna show you straight. No, I don't. <laughs> Couldn't defend at all, at all. And I don't—I'd I, have to look, but he certainly wasn't as good of a shooter as he became. Yeah, yeah. Bryn Forbes shot fifty freaking percent from threes last year. Um, there you go. Yeah, Cleveland State shot thirty-eight percent, forty-two percent, and then came to Michigan State. But anyway, wasn't a great defender. Mm-hmm. Like and, and got better. Like it, it's just. It's frustrating because you can't even bring him up in conversation without uh, a million different little doubters like coming at you. And, and like, I, like all I'm saying is that Foster Lawyer needs to play like when this team's fully healthy. Mm-hmm. He needs to play ten minutes. He needs to play four minutes at point guard. He needs to play the other six off the ball with Cassius. He needs to shoot three or four three pointers every single game. He needs to try to make a couple of plays off the ball, and he just needs to try hard on defense. That's it. Okay. That's it. Okay. Like, people are like, yeah, he, he, he can't defend. Like, well, he can't defend good players on the ball. Right. That's one yeah. aspect of defending. It's it's a team defensive game. You know, there there are certainly things you can do to mitigate his off or on-ball deficiencies. Like, it's it's not like you're going to be like, all right, Go check Carson Edwards, although Carson Edwards is gone, but you get the thing. Yeah, right, yeah. You go out there, you got one-on-one, you and freaking Ayo Desunmu. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck, Chief. Good luck. Tighten up those those shoes, yep. Tighten up those shoes, bud. You're going to have to get after it. All right, here's my insane take. Are you ready? Okay, hold on. Let me hold on. Let me get the buckles down. Okay, I'm buckled in. Yep. I don't. I don't think it's that insane. Okay. Oh, I gotta sneeze. Oh, hold on. Wow, this what is a perfect time. Dramatic. <laughs> dramatic pause leading up to this moment. Wow. All right. Let me just add, let me ask you this. Okay. If Foster Lawyer was six foot two, mm-hmm. but played defense had, the same. <laughs> Played defense the exact same, did literally everything the exact same, moved the same way, had the same defensive rating against him, had the same everything, had the same struggles, dribbling, passing lanes, everything. Mm-hmm. Did everything exactly mm-hmm. the same, but he was six foot two, had a beard, right. and a shaved head. Yeah. What would his stock among fans be at this moment? Uh, considering, considering, considering he's got, let's count him up. Um, where's Foster Lawyer? Dang it. There he is. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen career games where he's played double digit minutes. It would be better, but also you would still have a guy who's six foot two, an all American in high school, and coming to state and not making an immediate impact, and I think that would sit wrong with people as well. So uh, optics wise, it would look better. Like it, it, you know, people wouldn't be like, "Oh, he looks like a kid out there." Like it wouldn't be that. It would be, 
what gives? This guy's six foot two and looks the part, but why isn't he a contributor yet? So I, I think it's a little bit of give and take as but, to what it would be. I think, and and you can feel free to disagree with me. It sounds uh, like you do. I think ninety six percent is an accurate number. Ninety six percent of the blowback against Foster Lawyer mm-hmm. is because he doesn't look like a division. Oh, he would have player. blowback, but it'd be way. It would be a way different, way different genre of blowback. Like it'd be way for a way different reason. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and if saying. he was six three, had the same everything. If he was um, black, maybe you know yeah. that that could be playing into it too. If he didn't look like uh, Peter Parker in the most recent Spider-Man movies, I know you don't get that reference. Not at but all. He's got a he's got a Tom Holland little kid kind of hairdo, and he just looks small. He looks like a rec league player, and it just doesn't look like what you think. We'll put it this way: because I was major... watching on a laptop yesterday, and the feed was cutting out ever so often, and at points I couldn't tell if it was Jack Hoiberg or sure. Foster Lawyer on the screen. Yep. So like cut. Yeah, that's <laughs> essentially what what you're saying, right? You can't if, tell the difference between him and your walk-on yeah. point guard. <laughs> yes, if he didn't look like a walk-on point guard and he put together this four-game stretch, people would be like, yes, he's figured it out, finally. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. This yeah. kid yeah. can play at the D1 level. He is going to be a killer for us from three-point line. He's going to be an awesome shooting guard. Yeah. But yep. he doesn't look like that. He doesn't fit visually what a division one player at Michigan state is supposed to look like on one of the top teams in the country. And so he gets just a a mountain of absolute crap that, yeah, a lot of it you could say is, is just based on optics. Yeah. Yep. And Jesus, like, can we just let college basketball players develop for eight minutes before we write the book on them? Nah, not right. not everyone is not everyone's Jaron Jackson. <laughs> fair, fair, like, fair. Like Drew Neitzel wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. Drew Neitzel was playing here. Yeah, legend. God, I love Drew Neitzel. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Do you, do you want me to here? I got Drew Neitzel's freaking freshman season. You want the numbers? They're not good. Sure. Uh, his offensive rating was 96, shot 32% from three, uh, 42% from two, 65% from the line, had a turnover That's rate crazy, around 30. That's crazy, actually. Wow. His shooting percentages, his, his effective and true shooting percentages were both in the mid-40s. Um, yeah, played a, about half the minutes. Wasn't a very good player. 65% from the line is a, the, the most shocking number you rattled off for Drew Neitzel. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it takes time sometimes. Yeah, I, I think that's a lesson to a lot of people, including the person you're talking to right now. And and when you're teensy and tiny, <laughs> teensy, <laughs> compared to the people that you're playing basketball against, sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Yeah, I that's guess. All I'm saying. Yeah. Like, just just he he doesn't need to be a superstar. He he doesn't need to be anything more than someone who can give you ten minutes and shoot the lights out. Yeah. Which I, I don't think is yeah. asking too much. I don't think it's a hot take to say he can do that. And I don't think it's wild to say, yeah, yeah these last four games, well, we're going to take him with a little grain of salt because the competition has been meh to bad. It's yeah. okay to be like, that was nice. I like that. That was good. Maybe he can play shooting guard. 
maybe he can knock down some big shots for this team. God, I hope so. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. It'd be great. It would be great. And I don't, and I'm just tired of, of everyone just like, yeah. But he's I'm, I'm only 5'9". <laughs> I'm, I'm he one only weighs 170 point. pounds. If he scores eight points in the next four games, back. Back. So back. He's back. He was never, you can't be back if you were never there. Uh, well, I'm just going back to his high school days. Sure. Yeah, it's just wild to me, man. And and we're running long here. This is going to be the last segment. I'll find a, I found a, a, a break, and I'm sorry I dragged you gotcha. into this. The defensive oh, stuff is just absolutely wild to me. Like, okay, the dude can't play on-ball defense. That, okay. Like, he tries really hard. He's going to learn uh, eventually over time more and more how to play with his mind at a Division One level in the basketball court. And there are so many ways for a coaching staff that has Tom Izzo, Mike Garland, Dane Fife, Dwayne Stevens, uh, between it, like 9,000 years of coaching experience. There are ways for those fine men to hide him, to help him, to put him in spots where the team can succeed defensively despite having a below-average defender. Lord knows he's not the first below-average defender to play basketball. Correct. At least he tries. And that's all we could really ask for him in the end. So, yeah. Yeah, someone said to me, like, he's not going to play because Izzo can't stand if you, you – first thing you got to do is play defense to get on the floor for Izzo. I'm like, nah, man, Izzo, Izzo can tolerate a lot of things. Izzo doesn't tolerate not trying on defense. That's right. what he doesn't yeah. tolerate. Or just, like, it's looking not, lost. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's not necessarily bad defense. If you're out there in the right spots working really hard and you're just – you know, guys are going to make shots over you, or grab rebounds or whatever, just because physically you're limited. You mm-hmm. live with that. Like, yeah. that's better than someone who's 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and just won't guard the opposing point guard with any sort of care in the world. And I think Izzo knows how tall Foster Lawyer is, too. It's it's not like Foster yeah. Lawyer got to campus and that was the first <laughs> time Izzo's ever seen him. Like, he knew what he was dealing with. Like, he knew this was getting to be an issue. I mean, so, yeah, they, they can make it work. I would yes. just like you're saying. I would hope the Hall of Fame coach or the great staff can make it work. So, I would hope. Yeah. I would hope they could figure out. We've got this shooter who appears to be incredibly good at shooting. Yes. Can we find a way to to help him to help him help our basketball team? That's what they are charged with. I, help I, this I would hope so. With a talent that fills a giant need, your basketball team needs. Help him. Help you. Yep. And, and it's not again. I'm going to say this again. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm not asking him to play 26 minutes. Not asking him to be the number three guy in this team. Number eight on the rotation. The number nine on the rotation. Come meet some minutes at a guard spot. Put up some threes. Score a quick nine points. Help a 9-3 run and then get back on the bench. And then then make four hard fouls and then get back to the bench. (laughs) That's another, like, he could just start hammering people because he's only going to play 10 to 12 minutes. Like, yeah, smoke just, him if you got him. Yeah, come on, man. hammer people. <laughs> yeah. If someone's going to take you to the bucket, just hammer them. Yes. I mean, you're, you're 5'10", 160 pounds. Hammer them. Yeah. Just be nasty. Don't, don't do the thing where you fall down and get stepped on and then get a foul call on you. Don't, don't do that. That wasn't that was fun. just, yeah, and that doesn't, stuff like that doesn't help either. He's, <laughs> God. 
Just yeah, it's those I, were poor optics. That was a really bad look for the uh, Foster yeah. Miller PR department. That, that, that yeah. was stuff. And, that, and it's just stuff like that just freaking piles on, of course. Yeah, of course. And then like, I was like, oh, I hope you some Michigan fans like, I hope he plays thirty minutes against Michigan. I'm like, man, he could play eight minutes and hit a few threes in your face, and you're gonna be all pissed off at him. Like, I want nothing more in life than that to happen. It's very possible. It would be silly for them not to run at least a handful of plays for him. Shooting 60% yeah. from three, Matt. That's that's decent. Like but, it's not, but it's not 65%. So. <laughs> but he's only fifth in the country in three-point percentage. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's just like clamoring. We're clamoring for a shooter. Anything. Please, someone shoot. Make a three. Except Foster Lawyer. Yeah. Oh, well. If it was Steven Izzo, they'd be fired up. Oh, well, well, yeah. I mean, Breslin would also be a, a pile of rubble right now. But, yeah. <laughs> I wish it I wish it was. God. Just let's, let's give it some time, guys. Yeah. It's, it seems like he may be turning a corner, may be growing into a player that can actually help a good basketball team, especially on the offensive end where they need him to create space for their best players. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it could be, it's very much looking like it could be a thing. Like, just let it be and stop looking for any friggin' excuse to say it's not a thing. Yep. All right. I'll try my best. Well, thank you, Matt. This yeah, was no. all directed directly <laughs> at you. I know it was. I know it was. And I needed this. And I needed this. So thank you. Good. All right. That's the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back uh, Thursday. We're going to talk about Michigan State and Illinois and how Foster Lawyer is going to play 36 minutes and score 40 points. Because there that's we go. What, yes. That's what you're implying if you say he can play basketball. You yes. say, yeah, maybe he's a really good, maybe he's a good shooter. Maybe he can actually play uh, on Michigan State. No, no, he's not making all conference. No. He's not the best player in the country, just like you said. That's what you said. You said he's the best. Anyway, Michigan State's going to play Illinois um, on the 2nd, January 2nd. So we'll talk about that when we return to you uh, on Thursday's podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Hope everyone has a very happy, healthy, safe New Year. Enjoy it with your friends, family, whatever. Call an Uber. Call a cab. Be smart. Have fun. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Great review. Subscribe. Matt, take us on into the 2020s. I was going to do the whole Uber thing, but yeah, what Will said, take an Uber, take a lift, do the cab, call people that are sober. Have a safe new year, everyone. Go green. Do the cab. 2020, here we come. Whoop.